0: Yeah, Les, why don't you introduce our next guest? Very exciting. Hey, it is. It is. You know, for one, we got to uh, recognize that Brianne Korn was one of our first guests many years ago. No, that's true. Yeah. And so, uh, good to say welcome back. But uh, Brianne has an amazing career already in racing yet it's not all that long so uh so anyway i want to introduce uh, miss brianne corn has won the pike's peak hill climb in the historic class and did righteously so she even rode motorcycles before that pike speed brianne welcome back to speed city
1: good to be back thank you
0: hey so tell just a little bit let's reintroduce your background how you wound up i, I know there was a, a story let's hear a short part of that story on the italian mountain road
1: Oh, dear. Um, well, I did my, my last two classes for my photography degree in Italy, and we wound up lost on a mountain pass in uh, western Italy, and I had a had a moment of clarity, if you will, on the side of the mountain where I said, man, I, this has got to be a part of my life, and I think I'm going to be a rally driver when I went home. And I think four weeks later, I was in my first thought across, and it's all kind of been history from there.
0: So, you know, the autocross is one of those things that we've told the audience about. It's a great way to get behind the wheel, get in a safe environment, learn your limits, learn your vehicle's limits. But uh, Brianne did amazingly well. She graduated through the autocross and also got on the dirt in the rallycross. Now, uh, you've got two national championships in the SCCA arena, isn't that right?
1: That is correct.
0: And uh, tell us about those and what the difference is between them.
1: Uh, well, they, they are they're very different. I uh, my first national championship was in a, a B mod car in the open class in SCCA, and um, that is a basically a D sports racer. It's, it's a doorstop with uh, 200 horsepower and 800 pounds, and lots and lots of carbon fiber wings. So, uh, and then the other national championship was in. Uh, in rallycross in mod four-wheel drive, and I I won that in an Evo uh, Lancer.
0: And so the, the rallycross is essentially an autocross on dirt, uh, but you're not jumping or anything like that, are you?
1: Well, you're not... To. that doesn't seem to <laughs>
0: supposed to well you're supposed to keep all four tires on the ground too and well, not on the roof but i've seen that I happen that
1: the, i had wheels off the ground at that national championship although it is generally frowned upon. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey now listen brianna one of the reasons obviously for getting you on today is is the pike's peak itself is coming up pretty soon it's every july right
1: it is it's actually we are packing to leave and um uh, we are going to leave tomorrow and uh, registrations tomorrow and testing all week and races this coming Sunday.
2: Like you say, you've won an historic class in it, but what what is so special? What is that so amazing about Pikes Peak? Uh, kind of, if you can, get a sum up for us uh, about what's so special about this iconic event.
1: Uh, well, it's it's the only, the only race in the Americas that's older is Indy, and that's only by a couple of years, and this is uh, a race to the top of Pikes Peak Mountain, Um up a road that's now paved. Uh, It it, changed throughout the history. It started off as a full dirt road and I actually wanted to get a piece of it before it was paved and ran on a motorcycle two years to make sure that I got to see it before the history of it was gone. Now it's all paved and everything's gone crazy. People are showing up. I think this year there's an LMP car coming from Honda last year. there was all kinds of stuff. I mean, the, the the face of the cars is going to change completely from here on out.
0: The yeah. course is amazing. Uh, for one, it's a 14,000-foot mountain, but uh, mm-hmm. about a little over 9,000 feet is of the course itself. But get this, folks. 9,000 feet rise. It rise, exactly. And so, But get this. In 12.4 miles, there's 156 turns. So you're probably not apt to memorize these turns. Yeah. And furthermore, on a, quite a bit of that run, there's no guardrail. Jeez.
1: Correct, correct, and I would say that most of the uh, the top runners up there have actually memorized the mountain.
3: Wow. Yeah.
1: I know competitors that can sit there and put a pen on a piece of paper with their eyes closed and draw the course from the start to the finish.
3: Wow. Are they, are they doing some of that? Are they doing anything with simulators like every other type of racing?
1: Uh, there are some people that have access to that that's not really available to the general public. But, um, you know, you have people like Sebastian Loeb show up and rent them yeah. for for a couple of days, you know, no big deal. Um, <laughs> and they can practice all they want. <laughs> well, and obviously,
2: Sebastian Loeb, if you know your international rally, which I know you do, but uh, for some of the listeners out there, uh, obviously he has been the doyen of, of rally, uh, well, worldwide forever. I mean, I don't think anybody will ever beat his records, but he did take on the challenge, and I think that's really what it is. I think now, uh, Pike's Peak, as it always was, but it's now becoming more and more into the international realm because uh, some of the great races uh want to take it on and sebastian Lowe was one of them and i think he i think does he still hold the record now
1: oh yeah uh he will probably hold yeah. it for a very long time
2: <laughs> yeah and we it's know. the end of june right it's uh june 28th is that right
1: i believe so it is the next sunday a week from today
3: mm-hmm. you know and it's so a visually stunning race to watch i mean with all the the mountainside and the roads going switchbacks and switchback, it's just really incredible
0: but there's so many different vehicles i mean uh like Brian said, you know, you've got the motorcycles that run it, and they go up four or five at a time, and then you've got everything from you know the LMP cars to eighteen wheeler cabs to sports cars to just everything imaginable. But think about this, folks. Hey, did you say eighteen wheeler cabs? Yes, the <laughs> tractor there's cabs.
1: A, there's a there's a uh, class for driving an eighteen wheeler up that mountain. <laughs> oh wow, my do word! Not mess around. They're running three thousand horsepower and making real time.
0: Wow! Whoa. It's amazing, though. But think about this: so you're going through a 9,400 foot elevation change. Think of what that does for your tuning.
3: <laughs>
1: yes,
0: yeah. that's a good uh, well, point. Oh my gosh!
1: Uh, well, it was horrible on the motorcycle because basically you tune for somewhere around the middle and just suck it up for the rest. And uh, uh, with uh, the new cars that are running now, you know most people are running a. Uh, uh atmospheric sensors in the car but now people are doing mapping for elevation so the map of the engine is set to change as the car moves through the course so i wait, knew it had to a be formula dynamic one, a couldn't.
2: formula one turbo car will probably
3: slow down as it got to the <laughs> well actually turbo cars in atmosphere in altitude okay, yeah. like that are optimal are do uh, Brienne, are a lot of the cars uh turbocharged
1: yes i'd say that most of the vehicles are turbocharged uh you just you you have you lose so much if you don't. Yeah, um, it is it is painful to to drive something up there that doesn't have a turbo in it.
0: So tell us about uh, the car you won in.
1: I actually ran and won in a time attack class in a 2005 Subaru STI, and uh, and then that car has evolved over the years. It went from about 350 to about 500 horsepower. And uh, this year, I am sitting out to build a new car for a year or two out. And a friend of mine, Mark Smith, is actually running my car. And I'm going to run his crew this year and be his crew chief.
3: Cool. So did you say that it's it's now all paved? That seems like takes a lot of the fun out of it.
1: Hmm. It takes a lot of the fun out of it and adds quite a bit more um, unnerving (laughs) aspect to it Uh, you know a mistake uh, at full tilt boogie on asphalt uh, doesn't give you a lot of room to to make a correction whereas the gravel if you were always sliding it wasn't there were no real surprises it can really really um, catch you off guard now that it's paved all the way up
2: and like it or like it or not, uh, and Brianne, I'm sure you'll you'll agree that the, one of the reasons or one of the attractions always has is a bit like the Isle of Man TT. I was just if, if you get that. it wrong, uh, and we've had a lot of fatalities, uh, including a guy who actually crossed the line uh, quite recently, a Texan, um, and you know was hands up in the air and just literally crashed after the finish line and 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 plunged to his death. I mean, it 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 happens and it's sad, but this is the challenge and this is why people want to take it on.
1: Yeah, it's one shot for all the marbles. You get one pass, and then you make it or you don't, and if you don't make it, you have to wait till next year. Hmm. And uh, it is probably one of the most challenging races on the planet, shy of Dakar or Baja.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, listen, great to talk to you. Absolutely. You know, thanks for calling in, Brianne. Tune in next week. It's going to be on uh, Red Bull TV as well, and uh, always a lot of great collection there. Uh, Brianne, do you have a website for your team?
1: We have... Uh, Website is springcorn.com, and we also have loomstarrallycross dot A little plug for our little local rallycross series down here.
2: I'm coming down. Um, I'm coming down. Are you
0: bringing all a jet right. ski? I tell yeah, you, yeah, yeah. She, have a
1: jet ski. Most of Texas is floated away right now. So, um, <laughs> we'll so let you know when it dries up.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks, Brienne. Best of luck to all the team, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you again.
1: Okay. Thank you very much.
0: So, guys, that, that rallycross series that she does is really cool because you can take your daily-driven car. It's that easy enough of a course that it's not going to tear up your <laughs> Don't daily- Don't worry dri- your dad's, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, go yeah. check it out. I,
2: I'm just, I'll off to the shops. <laughs> a
3: little bit of mud on the back there. Why are all four shocks broken, son? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've heard that story. <laughs>
0: you know, so, so, anyway, best of luck to Brianne and the team. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty
3: cool. Uh, Jonathan, it's so weird you went there to the uh, Isle of Man because when she said- mm. As soon as it went from dirt to paved, I immediately thought, yeah. "Okay, the danger level just skyrocketed." It does speed-wise. And I, you know, I I I really, as much as I love racing of any kind, I just that bothers me that it becomes such a a scary thing and that you could plunge to your death.